had our first sexual experiences in a graveyard. Oh, that's <laughs> so oh, gold. I speak for the whole of Gloucestershire. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't think anything of it until you're like me and you go to uni in London and everyone's sort of being like, oh, how far are you gone when you're like little 18 year olds? And you're like, oh, well, someone's gone down on me in a graveyard, obviously. Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. You want to do it? <laughs> last last week was too much pressure. I know you crumbled. Oh, let me have a go. Okay, oh, okay. Jamie normally does the intro, and then we always and they make always fun make of fun of me because he stuffs it up every time. And I'll do it. Oh, this is my impression. Okay, Jamie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, the podcast about places you grew up, oh. things you do, and hometown weirdos. <laughs> Not bad. Is that? Were you making fun or no, did you genuinely forget? I genuinely forgot. I knew it, all. it. Yeah, well, okay. I did a better job last week. That's actually. true. I but don't I know. Alex's was more confident. Anyway, hello. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, <laughs> we got a very special guest today. Uh, the very funny comedian, Robin Reynolds. How are you, Robin? Hello, I'm good. That was the best intro I've I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Better than all the ones of these. Drew last week just like crumbled halfway through. Like he's never been on a microphone before. Yeah, it's Kirk kept like fucking mad dogging me with, you know he's threatening me with his eyes it is surprisingly difficult to remember the three lines that we've said 66 times oh now my God. Man. and uh we're gonna talk today about uh place in england this is our third i think i'm not even, i'm not even gonna try to pronounce well i'm it, gonna have a go okay we're talking about gloucester yeah, yep. fair play. Well done. Okay, and very good. I'm gonna hey, we're gonna keep it to Gloucester. To be a complete arsehole about it, it's technically Gloucestershire. Oh, I was oh. gonna say Gloucestershire, yeah. but I thought that was like the wider. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's essentially it because it's, right. it's it's the Shire. Right, it's the Shire, right. Gloucestershire, the Gloucestershire. The Love okay. that uh, Gloucestershire sauce. I'm <laughs> No, yep. Yep. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, 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 Robin acclimatizing to the level of riffs in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I got to dumb it down. So, <laughs> riff. I wrote that on my wrist. <laughs> 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 Been a long time since I was around this many blokes. I've forgotten to fake laugh. <laughs> 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 yep, Don't yep. worry. We'll do it in post. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, man, so Gloucestershire, and what part of the UK or well, England is it? It's sort of like country west, sort of near Wales. It's that's right. Exactly the west country. Yeah. yeah so beautiful. it's about it was about a forty minute drive from Wales. God, I hope that's not wrong. <laughs> I hope some. I would be very surprised if anyone from Gloucestershire is listening to this. Oh, They're like, it's yeah. not fucking forty minutes in a car. What's she <laughs> on about? Um, but yeah, it's like pretty close to Wales, so all of our slang was pretty Welsh, like well lush. And mm, all that, right. a lot of Gavin and Stacey slang. So much Gavin and Stacey slang. Gavin and Stacey was that. huge whilst I was at school. Perfect, so love that, that massive, show. Yeah. Um, I'm, and but also, if it's not forty minutes, it's not going to be like you. You messed it up by two and a half hours. Like it's. I'll get that's it. so small. It would be like oh, it's not forty minutes. It's forty five minutes. You don't understand if the Cheltonians find out about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Slaughtered on the Twitter. Cheltonians. <laughs> we they had a me. magazine. I'm not sure whether it's still running. Called the Cheltonian, <laughs> and occasionally some really rich kid from a school would like be in it because their parent was like really wealthy or something. And they'd be like, my mummy bought me a horse. And it would like be in a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> That's that cool. And that is where I am from. So you <laughs> yes. can see why Big I news. left. <laughs> That's crazy. So what about the magazine? So what, what's the content of the magazine? They just roving around being like, which kid's been bought a horse recently? <laughs> Mate, I can't even fucking remember. Like Sheltonian was like the posh version of like the magazine. Like that was like the posh one. Mm -hmm. And then there was also <laughs> the Gloucestershire Echo. Yes, nice. I got a few articles from yeah. the Gloucestershire Echo. While I, I was I've been in the Gloucestershire Echo. Oh, oh, for what? Oh, we've all we've all been in the Echo. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, calm down. <laughs> Daddy bought you a I was, dog, I guess. Uh, <laughs> nah, mate. No, 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 no. Um, I was in the Echo. Um, <laughs> actually, it's funny you say bought a dog. Okay, so my little sister does have dwarfism, which is a form. Uh, like she's achondroplasia, which is a form of dwarfism, right? Mm -hmm. And so she's just really short. That's that's it. That's the disability, um, and. She did have a dog. My dad did buy her a miniature wire hair dachshund, mm -hmm. which is like, I don't know whether this is accurate, 
but he was like, it's the dog that has her disability. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really cute. It's just really little. And then she's like walking this dog and it was in the paper. Oh, so it was just the bar. (laughs) Yeah. That's not not fucking good enough for the Cheltonian. No, no, no. That wouldn't make it into the Cheltonian. The Cheltonian was, yeah, just like the really wealthy side of Cheltenham. And then the Gloucestershire Echo was like, what's happening? (laughs) So what what were you in there for? I was on the girls football team. And then I was also on the girls rugby team. And they both got shot down <laughs> wow <laughs> girls playing sports scandal yeah. in can, the west country women shouldn't play sports that's mm. my soundbite from this yeah. <laughs> they did you guys make the cover of any of your local papers uh no not they definitely not the cover i went very specific there i was on the cover of the queen Bean age because it's um we have a we have two bridges in queen Bean to get to the other side of the river and one's lower level one's just a later built, bigger bridge. If you're just walking across one, that doesn't count as being <laughs> on the cover. And um, it the lower level one floods all the time. Like, it famously floods all the time. And one time it flooded, and you better believe I got the old fucking board shorts on and went down for a swim. <laughs> and then the local reporter came out like, kids swim in flood. And I was like, just me and my brother. Thumbs up. It was sick. That's great. Never been, I don't think I've ever been in a local paper cover or otherwise. Yeah? Yeah. I can't think why. I don't Damn. remember. What Man the, of mystery. Yeah, exactly. Just I do it on spotlight. purpose. We were in J-Wire what? for that Jewish show. Oh, then I was. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Major a year publication. Ago, but a year uh. ago, yeah. <laughs> I do love J-Wire because occasionally they just list all the Jews in Sydney that they know of. <laughs> <laughs> and that is pretty much why me and Jamie were in yeah. it. <laughs> we netted sounds... a couple of fresh ones. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, we hadn't even heard of her. She's from England. Well, actually, me and Robin have also been in the... In a West Times, I believe, for the first Powerbomb Comedy Festival. Oh, we're in an article for that wow. where we all got a picture. Oh, okay. Yes, I do remember that one. Yeah, so I've been in the paper plenty of times. Wow. <laughs> well, everyone's famous. Yeah. Okay, everyone's swimming in fucking um, Queenbo. You just mentioned, so you guys have been in JY, both of uh, Jewish heritage. Mm-hmm. And one thing, I always like to look up urban legends, and especially love it in when we do English episodes because it goes... Fucking back forever. God, what have you heard about the Jews? Well, this is, <laughs> uh, uh, this is maybe one. the worst setup I've ever seen. <laughs> Drew's getting you guys his are Jews, and Drew's uh, getting his phrenology thing. I started searching Jewish conspiracy <laughs> theories. I cannot believe what they've done. <laughs> well, this is like a famous, uh, I guess, English like fable that became like one of the anti-Semitic tales that people would tell, right? Oh, good. To try to like. <laughs> You know, paint Jewish people as being like outside. Starting of light as always. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Well, okay. Here's the story. Right? It's uh, it's the the, the Jewish man of uh, Tewksbury. 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 Yeah. So this was a guy. Um, this was in John Fox's Book of Martyrs, published in 1576. Uh, describes an event that's said to have taken place in 1257 when, this is a direct quote from uh, John Fox, a certain Jew fell into a privy at Tewksbury upon Shabbat. So he's fallen into the toilet on a Saturday, mm-hmm. who for great reverence for his holy Sabbath would not suffer himself to be plucked out. And so then the story goes that the Lord, the Earl of Gloucester, heard heard of this and was like, well, if he doesn't want to be rescued on a Saturday, we're not rescuing him. And then he dies because he was too religious. And that was like, <laughs> that, that's the story. <laughs> How is that an urban legend? Like, it happened? Well, that was, this was in the Gloucestershire thing. It was just like, here are some debunked uh, urban legends. Right. Because it never happened. Um, in 2006, there was a historian who was like, yeah, you know, which is way too late to be like, you know, this probably didn't happen in 2006. <laughs> yeah, this historian wrote a paper and he won for like the best uh, Gloucestershire local history article published that year where he was like, this... No, no Jewish guy fell down a toilet on a Saturday. The fucking Lord was like, no, I'm not touching but that. But what you don't know is that in 1566, that was actually the first edition of the Gloucestershire Echo. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, we need to tell people about this. Like, get, a, get a paper and a pen. Because it doesn't make any sense. Like he fell into the loo on Shabbat, but like someone else could get him out. Mm. Like, well, yeah, I don't know, you know if that's I mean? yeah, no, that doesn't make any fucking yeah, sense. Otherwise, he's just being obstinate, you know. Yeah, just why like, would I'm he not, be well, like, I'm not no, coming. you can't do anything on Shabbat? I mean, I'm not here to be like, you know, these anti Jewish conspiracies <laughs> all make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really funny. I never knew about that. And Tewksbury, yeah. um, I'm just gonna drag my hometown. Um, Tewksbury is like really near Cheltenham, it's in Gloucestershire, and Tewksbury is like everyone's constantly building on floodplains. Mm. So, all the houses that you know, you were talking about floods earlier, right. this is a cool back um it gets flooded i thought you might just like that because yeah. you really like <laughs> that's <laughs> you like floods yeah i just want to know where to go holiday and swimming next year yeah, i love it yeah. so people just build, it's like brisbane how people keep building in the floodplain and then be like why is my house keep getting yeah it's pretty fucking shady yeah <laughs> and then like it's really cares. hard to get insurance it's really hard to get insurance on the houses 
Philadelphia. And um, one of my mates' houses used to flood every year, like without fail. They were constantly trying to sell it, but they couldn't because it was so famous for flooding. Mm-hmm. And it was like a really tall house, like a really tall, thin house. And every single year they'd be on the news, like in their little canoes, <laughs> like around their house. <laughs> Um, oh, and yeah. every year we'd be like, that's Deborah and the family. Echo's got like a permanent reporter down at the flood house, you know. <laughs> yeah. It Jesus. floods all the time. That's insane. My favourite thing about Gloucester, correct, is one of my favourite things about the UK, and I don't know how far this happened from your place, but this is the best UK tradition. The Cooper Hills cheese rolling and what? Oh, is yeah. It, I had some on stuff though? on that. The oh, Cooper, yeah. So this is that famous... So Gloucester, uh, Cooper's Hill in Gloucestershire, outside. Yes, yeah, still going. So everyone's surely heard about this, right? So I've done it. You've done oh, it? Oh, what? What, where you chuck Perfect. yourself down the yeah, hill yeah. after the cheese? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've all done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it... So it's 200 yard long down a hill, 200 yards, and it's like, how steep is it? Are we talking like, is it just off a cliff sort of thing? I was a, I was a little kid. Um, but yeah, it's pretty like you just, it's like, you know, when you have those dreams when you fall in, mm. but you're like, you're sort of running at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. exactly like that, except Jeez. there's loads of cheese. Well, apparently it's, it, the hill drops away at nearly 70 degrees, then shifts to 50, then back again to like a 70. So it's got like a little bit in the middle. Yeah, right. But 70 degrees is like, I did it with my, with my mate's family and they never, they <laughs> didn't tell me on the way. Like I knew that we were going cheese rolling. But I didn't like really understand yeah. what that yeah. was, and then you get there and just people <laughs> chucking them. I wouldn't do it as an adult woman, but as yeah. a kid, I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> Be like someone in Pamplona being like, "Yeah, come on, we're gonna go run with these horned cows," and yeah. someone's like, "Yeah, sick." How old were you? I really don't remember. I was in primary school, so Jesus. probably like less than ten years old. Wow. So, so you do you want to explain the whole thing? Like yeah. Sorry, Alex. Sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I can't believe you've done it, but that's great. So so it's from the top of the hill, a seven to nine pounds, so a four kilo round of double Gloucester cheese is sent rolling down the hill, 200 yards. Competitors then start racing down the hill after the cheese. So the first person over the finish line wins the cheese, or if you catch a cheese, you win the cheese. And it's down at 70 degrees. And so nobody fucking catches the cheese. It's good it, cheese too. So it goes up to 110 kilometres an hour, the cheese. Good Lord. We work in miles, but yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> 70 miles per hour. So uh, one second head start, the cheese gets. I don't even know why you need to get a fucking head start. It's going 70 <laughs> miles a fucking hour. Uh, enough to knock over and injure a spectator. So multiple races are held. If you win the race, you get the cheese. That's it. You don't get any money. You just win the fucking cheese. And they're like the honour. Sure. You know, it's really interesting... <laughs> to actually hear the rules of this because I can tell you right now there's not really a competitive element. You're really? just like having a It seems like a lot of people just getting pissed and yeah. rolling down the hill for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not much else to do yeah. in Gloucestershire, <laughs> which is like why so there is here's so some much alcohol. Photos of it. Look at this guy. Have a look at these guys. Yeah, you get pretty fucked yeah, up. That is just It's absolutely uh-huh. smashed. Oh, yeah. And this is my favourite part of it is my favourite Wikipedia article of all time, Chris Anderson, cheese roller. So, <laughs> oh, okay. So there's a guy called Chris Anderson. He's a soldier in the British Army. He's best known. He won the annual cheese rolling competition 22 times, a record. Chris Anderson. So someone did take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. So he's an ex-light infra- infantryman in the British Army. Uh, he 14 years of competitive. He's broken an ankle, concussion, torn calf muscles, bruised kidneys, Right. Despite taking home 22 double Gloucester cheeses, he only likes cheddar. So he doesn't even like fucking cheese, <laughs> the, the cheese. Uh, Anderson believes that the secret to winning the cheese is to stay on your feet and not fall over. <laughs> however, footage, however, footage of him winning the cheese rolling for a record 21st year reveals that he does in fact fall over. Uh, but he also has a particular talent for getting straight up again afterwards, propelling himself down the hill in a single seamless movement while fallers behind him roll multiple times and come to a stop. And there was a bombshell article, and I think it was the Echo. Uh, King of the Hill, Chris Anderson, reveals he won't be at cheese rolling in 2019. <laughs> he told our reporter, I won't be here next year. I'm on holiday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a scoop. Yeah, what a scoop. Oh, Fun. man. I had some like some trivia from this cheese thing, because I'm sure like I only ever saw it in those like countdown shows where it's like weird stuff from around the world, you know, yeah, right. like that you'd watch as a kid. And yeah, it would yeah, always yeah, be yeah. like... Some tr- running the bulls would always be there. Like, yeah, it's like exactly a twenty like to one that. about totally. funny traditions. And this was always like where I would first see it. But um, so as soon as I found out it was here when it was in Gloucester, I had no idea, and I was I got very excited because I've like it looks so fun. 
I can't believe it's really a testament to growing up with something. Because when you brought it up, I was like, oh, yeah, it's weird, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just For came sure. out here and I was like, oh, I'm still getting over the beach. Yeah, And you totally. guys are well over that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is, a, there was like an article that just had a bunch of um, uh, trivia, I guess, about this cheese rolling thing. And I don't know how... You know how good this is, like how well sourced this is, because it is from cheeserolling.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's your site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there is like, it's one of those sites that when you load it on your phone, it has like a big exclamation mark next yeah, to it. Like right, it doesn't right. even want to let it's you in there. It's not secure. Um, so this is a bit of a trivia fact from the run. It's provided runners are still on their feet when they get to the bottom, they're promptly tackled by rugby players to prevent them from crashing into a fence. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they did that to me um, <laughs> no, yeah, as you a younger. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, I don't even properly. Re- I remember being in the car on the way. I remember seeing it and realizing, oh yeah, we're doing that weird thing. And I'm pretty sure it's different for kids. I'm not even. That's what I mean. I didn't know it was still going on because I'm not sure if kids are still allowed to. Right. Or like, if someone died. And yeah, yeah. Bad there has happened. been some stuff. A lot of I'll a lot of injuries, that. but no no deaths. I really, saw. no recorded okay. deaths. There was mm. a huge rumor. No of recorded deaths. A couple died. of dead bodies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did you just say there, was a, there was a rumor? Oh, huge rumor at my school that someone died doing cheese rolling. Well, that just seemed to be Love like a, an old story that somebody. But it was always in the past. Yeah, no matter how yeah, far yeah. back you go, it wasn't in the future. Was it? Um. So this is another one that caught my eye because just because it had a word that I had to look up, at, which I might, you know, I'm sure you'd be familiar with. Uh, do you know? Do you know what cheese is? Um, <laughs> to overcome their fear, most cheese roll uh, runners rely on Dutch courage. Uh, any alcohol will do, but the anaesthetic of choice tends to be scrumpy, yeah. or in a pinch, perry, and it explains that that's hard cider made from pears. But what the fuck is scrumpy? Scrumpy cider as well, isn't it? Well, it, uh, yeah, I looked it up and it was apparently like sh- like cider, but made from the shittiest apples. And people were like, man, it, sometimes it would have like floating bits in it. Yeah, and yeah, it was it's just really like, gritty. But that's, I didn't know that it was made from the shittiest of apples because sometimes pubs will be like specialty scrumpy and it's like got sediment in the bottom. Mm. To- okay. So it's, right. yeah, yeah. As yeah. I've told the boys earlier, I fucking hate cider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bought some cider for us and it's, uh, so it is cider country, right? Yeah. Did yeah. you do you hate it now because you grew up drinking it when you were a teenager? So much cider. No, not even when you're a teenager. You just have it all the time. Definitely earlier than a teenager. People wow. give you little glasses of cider at the pub. So drink some cider, roll down a hill after cheese. It's a miracle it I got to four foot eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like my heaven. Um, this Oh yeah, Scrumpy is a type of cider originating in the west of England, particularly the West Country. Mm-hmm. Um traditionally the dialect term scrumpy is from rough Harsh cider made from unselected apples. Yeah. Oh, but that yeah. just means that they're ugly apples. It exactly. also that, that like I mean, they were selected it's at some yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's exactly. down the it's line. the ones like at Woolworths, like the odd bunch, you know, yeah. they're mm. like they're 30 cents off. Um, four adults and four children were zapped by lightning in 1982 when a sudden wow. thunderstorm what? interrupted the cheese roll. Um, but as soon as the rain cleared, the racing resumed. So these people just like leaving oh, their who, food. Who was zapped? How many kids? Yeah, four adults and four children apparently in 1982. Jesus Christ. Um, one of the boys who was hit by lightning in 82 went on to run in the race 10 years later and he snapped his thigh bone in half oh. and ha- oh. <laughs> had to get an 18-inch pin in his leg, which now is just a fucking lightning magnet. Like, you <laughs> know, like, yeah. um, and uh, then it goes on to say like, yeah, sometimes the, bu- the bystanders, you know, can get smashed by bouncing cheese and whatnot. So it can be a little bit dangerous. This was a, a particularly dangerous year. They call it the cheese chase chaos of 1990. <laughs> 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 this year it notched oh, up some 22 fuck. casualties, including a 59-year-old grandmother knocked out by a cheese. <laughs> poor old How? duck. So oh. wait, I'm confused. It's just one cheese. No, the, well, they do five or six no. races a day uh, uh, in a thing, or is it? There's a bunch of races. I remember right? there being a lot of cheese. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so right. that's what I mean. During a singular race, are we looking at everyone chasing one cheese, or are there multiple cheeses? Uh, f- from footage, I, just, I think there was multiple, but I, I, maybe you're right. They do it like one race at a time, and then maybe at the end they just they like gotta do it. it like the they got to do a jackass at this thing. I reckon. Let's get Knoxville on the phone, well, and get him down there. I do know that Chris Anderson won like three. Because he's he's won twenty two races, but he's he's only been doing it for like seven years, right? So he's he's running he's winning three three a day sort of thing. Oh, so right. they do at least more than one. I don't know if there's like a you know I don't know like do it on one leg. Does it or say if he trains for it? No, he's in the army, but I mean, yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't seem to train for anything. He goes like down that. the stairs, people hurling baby bells. <laughs> <at him. laughs> um, and here's here's something. So apparently it was 
banned in 1998, but has since been reintroduced with safety See, measures. This is what I remember. So that's, yeah. that's where we that's where we got that. I, I did read they banned it officially because they were like, we're going to get in trouble, and then they just held it anyway. A bunch of randoms would just do it. Okay, so I must have literally been like five. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then that was the year of the 1990 scandal or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I've it. got something about the history. I love this because the, the history of it is that they they don't really know, but it's been going on forever. Like there's a, the the earliest recorded mention of it is in 1826, but even then the mention is like. Come down for the fucking cheese roll that you all know about that's been going on forever. So they, they believe it's going on for like 600 years. Wow. And it's rocks. either a some sort of pagan New Year celebration or it's a way to reclaim grazing rights on the land. So you, you own the land, you've got to roll something on it, whatever. But this the history in the 1826 thing, they also mention a bunch of other customary competitions held on the day. And these include dancing for ribbons, which I like that one a lot. I much prefer that. Wrestling for a belt. Um, <laughs> okay. Gurning through a horse's collar, you know, gurning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when you pull a stupid face through a horse's. Like thing. when you oh, I thought take you were too many ping on the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the rather violent-sounding um, shin kicking competition. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'll be good at that. That's uh, that's Gloucester. There you go. So is it is it just like no one has anything to do and everyone's just bored, or is it is there something else driving it? Um, I remember Gloucester is everyone was sort of complaining that there's not a lot of stuff on. But now I actually think about it, there was a lot of stuff on. But I think it changed a lot. It became like, I mean, it just grew massively by the time I was even a teenager. It's a massive worldwide thing. Like, There's all these people from another world doing it. No, not the cheese thing. Oh, right. I mean, like the well, town in general. Right, 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 right. Um, but no, if anything, I would say the cheese thing, I would have thought it got smaller. I remember hearing less about it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, like it just, it got mad. Like I used to live in a sleepy little countryside village, it felt like. Yeah. And then by the time I was a teenager, it was like, we had like this big commercialised like shopping centre and a cinema and everything changed, well, not to sound like an old woman, but... but it, uh, Simon Pegg grew up there as well, the dude who did yeah, Hot Simon Fuzz Yeah, Simon Pegg's from Gloucester. And so Hot Fuzz is based uh, on... Apparently, right? Yeah. yeah, Hot Fuzz is like it's... In Sandford, Gloucestershire, which is a fictionalised town in Gloucestershire. Uh, but mm. you know all that shit in the film where they're like, oh, we've won prettiest village or best village. Well, Cheltenham won, like, prettiest street <laughs> a few times. Oh, really? So <laughs> when that film came out, like, every, I saw it five times in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> we, we skipped school. Yeah, like, it yeah. was huge. That's we great. loved it. That's great. Like, and you used to, were like, was someone knew his cousin who went to school at another oh, school. Oh, and yeah. It was always, you were like two degrees of separation from Simon Pegg. That's so cute. That rocks. It is his best movie, I think. Yeah, easily. Uh, no, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I like Ward's End best. I haven't seen really? that. Really? Yeah. Just oh. because, you know, there's an aging man <laughs> coming to terms with alcoholism <laughs> and visiting small town pubs. And, like, because it kind of... Uh, uh, speaks to what you were just saying as well. Like all those small town pubs, a character gets annihilated by the same f- twelve pubs with the same name, and it's always got a shopping center in it. Now, I, I think I think it's very good. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, I suppose when I was little, we were always doing like maypole dancing, or you'd always have to fucking read a poem at Cheltenham Literature Festival or something. Mm, yeah. And then when you get o- older, you're just a teenager getting drunk in the graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Freddie we, McManus we have, also uh, a maypole graveyard. dancer. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, didn't he do? Um, but tell us about the graveyard. We all had our first sexual experiences in a graveyard. Oh, that's <laughs> so oh good. I speak Lord. for the whole of Gloucestershire. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't think anything of it until you're like me and you go to uni in London and everyone's sort of being like, oh, how far are you going when you're like little 18 year olds? And you're like, oh, well, someone's gone down on me in a graveyard, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, be, and it's not even an emo thing. Like that's just no, no, the no, whole town's just, doing it. The graveyard's in the middle of the town. It's very, <laughs> it's very central. Dark, <laughs> in the yeah. middle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, normally uh, you go into an out-of-the-way place, but you're like, no, it's nah, front nah. and centre. Well, it's really dark. It's got all the high walls. You could just sit astride a grave. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That'll be my favourite thing about this episode, if someone gets really mad about the 45-minute drive, but <laughs> then they're like, but the graveyard thing is absolutely <laughs> correct. Yeah. Speaking of high walls and graveyards, we had an incident a couple of weeks ago. Well, I specifically did when we were drinking at the park, remember, with the high walls, and we had to go. No. <laughs> well, I don't know about this. What, Jamie went down at you? The yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get at. When I came back bleeding. <laughs> well, oh, oh yeah. yeah, of course. 
course. Drew couldn't. We're at his period. We're at um. We were drinking at the whatever it's called. What's it called? The camp. Camp- it was just, just when after you know lockdown and it was yeah, like, yeah. you can drink, but you can only drink in the park. Yeah. So everyone's like, okay, let's have a picnic in the park. But then there's all these parks without toilets. All the toilets were shut because of COVID. So everyone's drinking there. And then it just became this navigation to how do we, how do we pee, pee without, and it's packed because it was like just out of lockdown. And then our uh, friend of the pod, Rosie Piper found a spot in the graveyard in that Newtown graveyard <laughs> Where there's like there's like a house there, but it all looks like pretty dark. And Rose is like, oh, oh, just pee near, like down the house, like nobody's there. And came back, and I was like, perfect, because I don't want anyone around me when I'm peeing. And so I went in, don't want any witnesses. I opened the gate, go down the side of this house, and walked past a window, and then turned around and just like locked eyes with someone who was laying on the couch, just in there <laughs> in their own house. And I turned around and like bolted, ran around, and I was like, fuck, now I need to find a spot. So I ran, like around the other side of the house. And like deep into the garden, but around the other side of this house and found a spot. I was like, this looks perfect. Um, there was like some, I guess, rib, not ribbony, like pl- almost pl- police tape's a little strong, but there was something like <laughs> somewhere <laughs> where I sh- clearly shouldn't have gone over there. But I was like, this is nice and secure and private. Police tape at a cemetery is probably fine. I, uh, I went to step over it and uh, no, I did step over it and then I, I'm, I'm doing my business and I'm like, I wonder why that was all blocked off. And I just turn around and there's a sign that was like, beware, beehive area. And then I look around and I'm literally fucking surrounded by bees, just like, turn around to run, trip over the fucking police tape, blood, like bust my knee open, come back to the party like 10 minutes later, everyone's like, <laughs> just relaxing so over funny, a good time. Because he just I'm limping down back. and he goes, oh, that was a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck could it's have a, happened? It's a group of six people, including a woman and everyone else had been to the bathroom with no issue Drew <laughs> comes back needing to go to hospital yeah, was, was the end of fucking my girl oh. chased out of there by bees i want to ask about the graveyard thing is this like a rite of passage where people are like you have to do it or is just like everyone's choice because of the location and walls and darkness like Again, an unspoken like if no one's like i dare you to go to the graveyard and kiss someone or whatever um I think it's another one of those things where it's like I didn't even realise it was weird until I was mm, Yeah, totally. Like, because, okay, there's this club, or maybe it was just me and my friends, to be honest. <laughs> but it can't have been none and I, because there were people like 10 years older than us full on shagging in the graveyard. So it definitely was, yeah, it was the place right. to be. So there's like the adults area and the, the And then the children. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, <laughs> Wednesday nights is student <laughs> night of the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's a, there's a few, well, actually, fucking hell, Cheltenham has or had so many clubs and bars for, like, when you consider the population. Right. Like, yeah, there yeah, were just yeah. so, so, so many clubs and bars. And, like, I started going out when I was, like, 16. Like, it was ridiculously easy. Um, my sister and the, my brother were, uh, like, 10, 11 years older than me as well. So I was, like, friends with all their friends and... Just used to go out and it was completely illegal and hilarious. And um, (laughs) we actually, I really, really wanted to get you guys panda pops. Ooh, which if sounds... you Google them, they've been discontinued, I think, because of how much sugar was in them. Oh, right. But everyone used to drink them in like a pint glass. Is with it like alcoholic hot... drink? No, 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 no. no They're sugar. little, really little like sugary drinks for kids, right? Mm. So you'd grow up having them. And then when you turn like 14, 15, you start having them in like pint glasses and like half the pint glass is vodka. Oh, right. It was unbelievable. But like four, like thirty-five year olds were also drinking them as well. <laughs> <laughs> like again, it's a miracle I, I am that. of any height and have teeth. Like, <laughs> it's just an absolute fucking miracle. So yeah, there was like there was this particular club that I really liked, which is like it looked more like a pub, like it was all painted black inside, and it was like it looked like an old Tudor house. Mm-hmm. Which again, like I didn't even think this was weird. This is where we we're all going out clubbing. Um, and like downstairs would be like a mosh pit and upstairs was like the Arctic Monkeys sort of vibe. Mm. And right opposite that is the graveyard. Oh. So yeah. need a little bit of alone time, head into the graveyard. Around. I lost my sister once and she was in there getting eaten out. <laughs> <laughs> I was so annoyed when I found her. I was like, should have checked the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm up here you. checking out the Arctic Monkeys vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That sounds like a fucking Andrew Hastings wet dream, though. <laughs> <laughs> Mosh pit downstairs, graveyard out there. So, Rowan, I wanted to ask you, because you brought this up as a tip. Oh, Dancing Ken. Oh, Local character, <laughs> Dancing Ken. Yeah. And uh, please, you you explain Dancing Ken to us. Oh, shit, I'm going to do a terrible job. Because like I didn't even really realise who he was until 
yeah. um, I was out here and I was trying to explain I'm already to someone. So on board. Yeah. When I told Alex dancing hen in the group chat, he was like, he was so happy. I'm like, I'm gonna like try not to look this up. So <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what yeah, this yeah, is, I but I was just well. like, dancing Ken, I'm all over it. You have to look him up to get how cute he was. Okay. So he was like this tiny, tiny little man, um, but like long, like flowing, like thin hair, and he mm. was dressed always just absolutely bonkers like really colorful and stuff and he used to sometimes he would ride around on like a bicycle playing music or sometimes he would just put like a big speaker in the middle of cheltenham town and just be like dancing to music yes. and he used to like fundraise loads of money for charity so like every so often he'd just come in to speak at your school and he would just basically like you teachers just, didn't ask him anything. No, you just be like, no, literally, you just be like dancing. Ken is here, and everyone be like, yay! Like, just go about your day. And then I moved here like end of 2016, I think. And I was like chatting to someone in a bar, and I was trying to explain who dancing Ken was. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably just being really annoying, drunk girl. And I was like, I've got to tell you about dancing Ken. Um, and just then, looking out the window for the cemetery, like where is it across the road? <laughs> oh, it must have been. Yeah, it must have been. And I was. It was like 2017. And I looked it up, and he died. So on the middle oh, of this yeah. fucking dance floor in the bank, I'm like, no! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh rest in peace, the oh. Ken. You know, he sounds exactly like you. You were. You might know Super Hubert. Do you know Super yeah, Hubert? Yeah, yeah, I do know We Super had a guy in, in Newcastle called Super Hubert, and he was this old old guy, and I think he had cancer and then survived it, and he had this new leash on life, and then he just dressed up as effectively like Superman, but he was Super Hubert, and he would just go mental and run around and dance, and he was on like, if we had a telethon, do you guys ever have yeah, telethons? Yeah, yeah. He would be there, he'd be at the footy, Super Hubert, and he was a little bit, like a little bit weird, but in a lovely way. And he would go, and then he started doing comedy. Um, <laughs> yes. but, and he would just be like a celebrity that when you grew up in Newcastle, you're like, oh, it's just Super Hugh. He's a celebrity. <laughs> but then you move out and you're like, well, that was the weirdest celebrity yeah. we've ever had. It sounds exactly the same. Yeah, thing. yeah, that's exactly it. It's just a small town where everyone's like, oh, dancing Ken in it. And then you try and explain it to someone else. And if they're not from a small town and they don't have their own, they're like, oh, rocking Ronald. Like, yeah. they, don't <laughs> get it. they don't get it. Would he be, um, would it, like, what would he be dancing to? Would he be keeping up with the times or is he like swinging with the oldies? There's a lot of disco from what oh, I remember. Hell yeah. So so yeah. And like he was her. a fantastic dancer. Yeah. And his house was all colourful and. Yeah, no, it's great, and I think they've—I think they put like a blue plaque on his house or something special, and like BBC covered his death because I'm there, obviously watching the footage in the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the Stop talking down. to this guy, just like I've got to find out what's happening to poor Ken. <laughs> He's gone. I've lost all my new backpacker mates. So like, <laughs> no one understands what I'm going through. <laughs> so I—I uh, I found an article from a writer and artist called Tanaya who got to interview him. Uh, because she was, uh, she was also obsessed with him. She thought he was great because he I don't is like that. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were bawling just, your eyes out in the middle of the dance. Just a product for. of the time. Oh, also, I meant Alex and me. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But um, basically, his name was uh, Kenneth Reginald Stephen Hanks, oh. and uh, he changed his name by deed poll to Dancing Ken Hanks, and he used to go out dancing five nights a week, even into his uh, mid-80s, and what? he basically transformed his house, like Robin said, and also his car into an elaborate shrine to America, specifically country-western music. Uh, and he loved American music, American culture, has never been. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, just... And but also like not in a sad like oh he never made it like he wasn't interested yeah yeah like yeah. he was like I'm Cotswold born and bred baby like why would I leave I've got the stuff right here I'm bringing America to the Cotswolds yeah so uh, he collected all this stuff as well in his house and it's all old like he used to have like old uh, poison bottles like for some reason in his house <laughs> uh, to. and like records like clocks gramophones so his house was kind of like. Hoarder adjacent because he had a wife who wasn't too into like hoarding stuff, but he was he was like super into that stuff. So there's a quote from him that says like in those days things were made with the labor of love. They had to eat as well, but they took pride in what they'd done, and it was done with the skills of a man's hand. It's like this house was built in 1970, and even now I walk up the stairs and when I touch the rail, it makes me think of the men that built this house, what conditions they worked under, where did they live, how many hours did they have to work. So that's why when they ring me up and say, would you like double glazing? I say, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep the house as original as I possibly can. It's like one day I danced with a lady, a hundred years old, a hundred years old. And it's like magic in it. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, I love it. You Ken know. owns a lot of things from America. First, there's the Abraham Lincoln picture. Then there are countless flags and record sleeves from New Orleans musicians. Ken finds it hard to say what has drawn him to America other than the music, which he's incredibly passionate about. We asked Ken why he felt connected to America and whether he'd ever visited. No. I've never been to America. I'm a Cotswold person. My dad was born up in the hills, and I'm a Cotswold man. In the 50s, when I was 15, we still had the Americans in town. GIs, we used to call them. They were everywhere. Even in those days, 15 years old, I was on fire. I never had a girlfriend. I had a dance partner, but never a girlfriend. I used to go to the town hall, and they used to do jitterbug and jive. Yet there used to be a notice on the stage saying, no jitterbug or jive allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Includes dancing can. (laughs) (laughs) What we used to do was we used to take on the Americans. We used to do our bit in the middle and a crowd would gather around us. Then one of the doormen would come and someone would say, the doorman's coming. And we (laughs) would go back to normal dancing. So they were doing the jitterbug and jive in like a circle pit until they saw Seki's and were like, fucking split, you know? And this then, is the uh, prequel to Breakdance. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And we would go back to normal dancing, so we never got caught. I remember taking on the Americans, and I tell you, they were some good dancers. <laughs> <laughs> they really tore my ass off. But we'd done all right. I suppose, really, we learned a lot about the Americans in those days. And then <laughs> there's some funny information in this. The Abraham Lincoln hanging on his walls tells a story of new information that suggested that dancing can was in fact officially related to Abraham Lincoln through <laughs> distant blood. Come on, Ken. <laughs> it's a rumor that Ken welcomes, but takes with a pinch of salt. At the time when it all came to light, the press were onto it straight away and they dressed me up like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> went on for a couple of weeks and we had letters coming from all over the country. They said to me in the end, Ken, do you really think you're related to Abraham Lincoln? It would be that much blood, wouldn't it? Ken gestures his hand to indicate a tiny amount of blood. But what a nice story, he said. (laughs) (laughs) Dress this poor guy up in a top hat and half in like a neck beard. He's doing the jitterbug. Yeah, I mean, he he rules. So then it it says here, Ken's idea of collecting is not subtle. There are no cabinets or secret drawers hiding away his stuff. Instead, his house is overwhelmed by his collections. Not a scrap of wall is left uncovered. The same goes for his ceilings. This is in stark contrast to his fiancée, Carol, who likes everything to be kept away, uncluttered. Ken tells us more. <laughs> yeah, I collect too much stuff. <laughs> In fact, my lady Carol, oh, she can't be doing with any of it. Oh, she's spick and span. We're engaged. Actually, I've been married twice and engaged three times. The reason for that is basically because I have a passion for music and it hasn't always worked out with the other ones, I mean. I mean, my first wife is still alive. And when I married her, I said she was one in a million, and I've never altered my mind, ever. (laughs) But she was a country lady, and my passion for music took over, and she couldn't keep up with me. (laughs) It's sad, but life is ups and downs. Around the rows of cowboy hats and American memorabilia, Ken has countless framed pictures of newspaper clippings and certificates from both his political ventures with the Monster Raving Looney Party. Have you heard of these guys, Robin? That was my other... Yeah, he, like, ran for Mm. um, the council or whatever with the Monster Raving Looney Party. Is Is this his invention? No. No, 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 oh. no, no. There's a monster raving. There's like, sometimes every so often there'll be like a funny party in the UK because right. like we're not very good at protesting for like human rights. So mm. we'll just write like a funny name on a ballot. Yeah. And that is how we I've do heard, it. And I that's why Brexit happened. <laughs> we can't get it together. The monster raving loony party was uh, founded by a guitarist from a band called David Such. And it was their, like Robin said, it was their form of political satire to do things where they would... Cr- create like crazy uh like demands from politics like everyone should soap their bum you know like uh, but like you know <laughs> I mean, that's I'm, a stupid I'm on board <laughs> that's a you know i made that one up but it could be <laughs> <laughs> but like they uh, uh they uh put out like a thing called uh the manic festo in 2005 for the general election um because their big thing the monster raving looning party is the abolishment of income tax because they say it was supposed to always be a temporary measure put in during the Napoleonic War, never abolished. Another idea that they had was putting Parliament on wheels of having <laughs> Parliament sit through the country rather than in London. So that's not uh, putting them on bikes and stuff. It's a 
relatively tame idea, but monster raving loony party. They, there's a bunch of statistics on Wikipedia of like how much of the percent they've won of uh, various seats, and mm. like the first table is all like two thousand votes, zero percent, zero percent, zero percent. But they've got like other seats and stuff. But then, so Dancing Ken is a member of this loony party, and he's raised, as Robin said, a shitload of money, more than a million pounds what? in uh, Gloucestershire. Damn. And uh, yeah, so he fundra- he he used to fundraise and dance. On a, like for charity on a weekly basis, and that was his big thing. <laughs> weekly charity dance, the same yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, th- yeah, he he's a cool guy. He has a customized cowboy. <laughs> if we haven't covered that enough, yeah, though, yeah. He's got a checkered he's love a life. Cool guy. Yeah, I mean the rest of the stuff. Like he just said, like as he gets older, you know, he has to he had to stop his dancing so much. He used to go out seven nights a week. Uh, in his heyday, he'd go to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, he'd get home at 6, have a meal and a 20-minute siesta, do my DIY, and half past 8, I was out. Get back at 3 in the morning and get up again at 8 o'clock, oh which is literally the conversation we just had about doing stand-up comedy yeah, <laughs> before yeah, yeah, the podcast yeah, started. Yeah. We're like, oh, it's better not doing gigs. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean... I- so he's had three wives because he's coming home. Two wives, three fiancés. And he's going, I'm, I'm going to hit the dance floor. I'm 65. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus and Christ. And you, you said it's a, like a clubbing town. There's a lot of places to go. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole of England, though. Mm. And Europe. It's just here. There's nothing to do. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, would you... Like you, have you ever run into dancing? Yeah, Ken? I saw him going into Subtone once, which was like um, there was like a jazz bar level on the third floor, mm-hmm. right? And I was there. Um, I was like seventeen, so I was sneaking in to pick up my brother who had been broken up with, who was crying oh, no. in the jazz bar, oh, no. surrounded by like ladies in their fifties trying to have like a nice tipple with like yeah. the jazz. And my brother's just in the circle, like Sarah. <laughs> 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 and I saw dancing Ken, and I was like, "All right, Ken." And I, he was like, "Oh yeah." And then um, <laughs> I like <laughs> I've got my brother. I managed to get in to get him because I I was in my like school hoodie from like sixth form as well, so it looked well sus. Um, but I like went in to get my brother and I was coming out and dancing him was like, he shouldn't be in there. And I was like, I'm going, I'm going. He was like, good lass, good lass. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my run in with dancing Ken in Subtone. Yeah. yeah, a Gloucestershire legend dancing. Yeah, Ken. I hope Sorry they to grass at my brother like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they turn his house into like a museum. You know, I want to see. He's got a plaque on it, which yeah, I don't know Yeah, it's it a means. big plaque as well that his son, yeah. uh, his son established. It's a, mm-hmm. I, see, I think it's a six foot plaque that has like boots, like his cowboy boots saying like, you know, his dancing can. Unfortunately, the car, which he uh, also covered in country western stuff, was uh, put into scrap metal. Oh, but, no. you know, I think I, I think that was more because like the son was like, yeah, it just doesn't fucking work anymore. Because like, you know, as Ken got older, his eyesight went. So he stopped driving that thing at like <laughs> 70. And then he was like, well, I've stopped driving, but I'm still dancing, baby. So his son didn't get the itch, that didn't inherit the dancing shoes. His up. son kind of seems just like a, like a sensible-ish dude, like, but, who loves <laughs> his dad, his but like who loves his dad very much and is like, Wants the tribute to go on, and like are people like sons of senseless dude the, runs the down the hill like, after cheese yeah. every year. Twenty. <laughs> I mean, the Echo has like four separate articles on dancing can and his death, so that's where I found it. So, yeah, I was surprised there wasn't. You do need a Batman or a Phantom level? Like, we need a new hero yeah, for this uh, town. You know, you need someone to come and inherit the dancing can mantra. I think every yeah. town needs every small enough town needs someone like that. Someone a little bit nutty who's still. Yeah, everyone can go. Oh, everyone loves him. I've got. I hate my job, but at least we've got Ken. You know, <laughs> we've got old dancing Ken. Yeah, oh, Super Hubert. Is Super Hubert still kicking around? Yeah, I'm gonna say he is because if I look it up and he's dead, I'll cry. <laughs> 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 but he was on the career was on the cusp for a while. That he's Super Hubert's done gigs that we've like done and been on. Like, he does magic, and so he's like, it's we- it's Super Hubert. If you don't know who he is and he does a comedy gig, it's like. That someone let this guy out of the nut house. Like it's like an open mic, like the craziness. If you know who he is, it's like, you know, going to a gig and fucking Conan O'Brien drops in. You know, like it's yeah. like, oh, this celebrity. Like, and so you go, you're enamored by just the charisma of this genius yeah. in a, you know, red and blue spandex suit, and he weighs <laughs> about ten kilos, and he's going bow, and you know, all this like, Whoa! and he used to be on ads. It was Ken, uh, dancing Ken on any local ads, like. They never like Super Hubert would do Ken car ads. Sell out like that. Super yeah. Hubert would do car um. ads like um for a local car yard, um, car of Toyota, and he would, and they've and it's like a, they have a I don't know, f- 
they had the chicken. This chicken was the mascot of the Toyota yard. Yeah. And then he would, oh no, he also did a barbecue ad. This is the best one. He used to do a, a barbecues galore ad. Oh no. And there's he a great. the fucking mascot of the other ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was go, he was like, come down to barbecues galore. And then he'd pick up like a Weber and he'd pick up the, the lid of the Weber. And then they had superimposed his head under the Weber as well. So he looked up at himself from the Weber going, ah, like this. Just the best. So wait. You just that li- wasn't you just like riffing his catch his catchphrase was literally ah! yeah yeah he yeah. would just do that okay. and so he's like come down and so that was like oh well, now I'm going barbecues galore if superhuman he yeah. was a celebrity he yeah. wasn't a weirdo he was a legitimate celebrity like would your dad have been like you can't make fun of superhuman no dad is like this old fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> like like for some reason we were but he was just like a you know just a, you know those. 15 minutes of fame celebrities, but the whole town. But then he had, it was 15 years of fame celebrity yeah. sort of thing. I, um, I, I found someone, a uh, bit of history in Gloucester. I don't know if you know this, Robin, but a uh, bit of a famous invention from Gloucester. Um, a guy called Hubert Cecil Booth. Super Hubert Cecil Super Booth. Super Hubert <laughs> Cecil Booth uh, invented the vacuum cleaner in Gloucester. Oh, right. I didn't know that. That's yeah. how they won the Tidiest Town Award. Yeah. Um, nicest street. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> fucking listen when you're <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It's not all yes, hey, I've had half a cider. <laughs> I'm not an <laughs> offer here. But it wasn't scrumpy, so, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Hubert Cecil Booth, he was, like, watching uh, – back in the day, uh, back in the back in the day, to clean, you would just blow the dust everywhere like a leaf blower. So they could blow it, but they didn't know how to suck it up, right? Mm. And he had the genius like light bulb moment when he was, saw someone blowing the dust away. Like, what if I reverse that and sucked it into a filter? And to test his theory, he put a handkerchief on his mouth and then just bent over to the ground, just sucked a bunch of dust <laughs> up into the handkerchief. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And then he looked at it. He's like, oh, it caught it all. Oh, my Lord. So this is the genius we're working with here. So he worked on it and he invented the first ever vacuum cleaner. And basically it was uh, it was a fucking petrol motor and it was the size of – like it was like an ice cream truck. It was a massive big thing pulled around by a horse right. and he would drive around to businesses and had all these hoses coming out and he would poke them through the window – and like someone to run around with hose and just suck it all up to the tank outside, and uh, actually he and then he got all these jobs in in London, and actually one time uh, he was cleaning the Royal Mint, and upon leaving, uh, he was arrested. Because he had sucked up a bunch of silver dust and shit from all the coins. All right. <laughs> and so, so they thought he was robbing the fucking place. <laughs> but that, that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, Hubert says, but there you go. That so, would be a cool plot for like an old Ocean's Eleven style movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Guy exactly. sucks up the Glasses coins 11. from the mint. He has to invent the vacuum cleaner and sucks up a bunch of I think that's like Logan notes. Lucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen Logan Lucky's great movie. Actually, yeah, I had a question for Robin because I think we've covered this in a couple of the other English episodes. Does Gloucester have like a local like cuisine or staple dish that everyone gets into? Oh, shit. I'm going to get in trouble now. Uh (laughs) Uh, Scrumpy soup. (laughs) Not that I can remember. Shit. I don't think so. But it's, I know it's cider country. Is that because there's like a lot of apple? Or you know, orchards. Well, there's a stone's throw from Somerset, which is right. real. Like that's the big one. Yeah, that's like cider country. Okay. So there's just loads of like local cider made. But no, it's just like it's just like every other English town in the West Country. It's like sausages and like stodge and like th- those sausages. What are they fucking called? And they're a big. They're Cum- on a Cumberland sausage, yeah, Cumberland. you know. But even though we're nowhere near fucking Cumberland, but like mm, all the mm. pubs will be like special Cumberland sausage, even though we're in Gloucester. Are they the ones that are all twirly? Yeah, they're the ones that are on like a big thing, and then they've got a stick on and like barbecues and bonfires, <clears throat> like anything you can put on a fire. We love a good fire. What, why is it the Codswold? You said Codswolds before. What's it? Codswolds? That's Cotswolds. well. That's why I said Gloucestershire because like there's all. There's all these like tiny little collections of like hamlets and villages, and then the Cotswolds is like this really really nice bit of England where it's mm. all like fancy schmancy. So like all the millionaires have their houses there, and uh, then they work in London. Right. Then they put their little first wife in the Cotswolds. Mm. Then they go off, they have an affair, uh-huh. and then they put her in the apartment in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, I'm taking notes over here. <laughs> um, Once the podcast hits two thousand downloads, <laughs> that's where Clarkson's Farm was. That show that I got you onto ah, the Cotswolds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, one more person that I know that lives in Cheltenham, or wasn't born there, but lives there now, very famous English person, uh, Sir Jeff Hurst. Do you oh. guys, are you guys familiar with Sir Jeff Hurst? Who? 
He's an English footballer. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do it. No, we yeah. have to do it. <laughs> He's uh, he had a long career. He played for he played over four hundred games for West Ham in the sixties. Uh, his most significant contribution to English football is uh, he was the first and only player to score a hat trick in the World Cup final, uh, mm. England's first and only World Cup final win. Hurst. Uh, didn't even he wasn't playing very well in the first like group games. They were like, We're not playing him. Um, he twisted his ankle chasing cheese. Yeah, exactly. Before. Fell over. <laughs> but then uh England star striker got a gash in his leg, so they were like, Hurst, you're on. And he played well enough in the quarters and semis that they decided to put him on in the final. And um he scored three goals. Wow. Which won England the World Cup, uh, but he, the goals he scored even were interesting because the first one was a stock standard goal, and it went to. <laughs> Rob was like, I don't yeah, understand. I'm, I'm, I'm snoozing over here. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Richard Hammond because he he lived in Cheltenham when I lived there, and he used to walk down the middle. This is absolutely true. Richard Hammond from fucking, little Richie Hammond, Top yeah, you. the Hamster little man, yeah. um, with the cars. <laughs> yeah, he used to walk. To, he must be a complete wanker. I have no evidence he looks of this. Like it. Other yeah. than right, whenever he walked through the town centre, which was a lot, right, he'd walk with his with his children, and he would walk outstretched like this, like he just took up so much space, and everyone would get out of the way for him. What, he and he's just, just uh, such a wanker. So he's not carrying shopping bags. No, he's literally just, just holding his children, is like when arms lengths, just like. Is this when he's already famous? Or yeah, he's already yeah, really okay, famous. Yeah. Just walking past Topshop like he's a fucking... Oh, oh my God. He'd it's have to shop at Topshop Junior, though. That little <laughs> fucking Still just the one Topshop and it's gone now. He'd be, <laughs> be one of the only guys that I'd be taller day. Is he that short? He's tiny. He's yeah. so small, yeah. And he'd go to Waitrose, which is like the big posh shop, and everyone would be like, I saw Richard Hammond at Waitrose. <laughs> is he, was he from there or he just like moved there when he was famous? No, 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 no. He's, he moved there when he's famous. Because ah, it's like, seriously, right. there's like massive fuck off like Georgian mansions mm. and then just normal people. <laughs> yes. Damn. Like you and Dancing Ken. Yeah. We're just, <laughs> we're just salt of the earth. Love, yeah. like. <laughs> oh, I, just I, me and Ken, just like. So like, but when you grew up, I guess it wouldn't have been like a rig rich, you know, you didn't did you get didn't get a vibe that it was like a millionaire's haunt. It sort of came up later. No, it was always a nice place to live. And my mum wasn't from there. My dad is obviously Australian, so they moved there specifically because they were like, "It's a nice place." Mm -hmm. And I now don't even sound like I'm from Cheltenham, Gloucestershire. I never really had the accent. Mm. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, but my family, like the rest of my family, is from Essex, so I've gone even more Essex living in. Australia because I think I've relaxed my mouth and that is genuinely true. Yeah. So I didn't used to say mouth. I used to say mouth. Ah. Like, but I genuinely, I, when I go back and talk to English people, I get all posh again. But because I've literally gone slack, George. Do they <laughs> say you lot? Right. And so they go, you sound like you're from Australia. Like, you know, and yeah. all the, the, they, the trope just, is that if you, someone goes to England for a semester, they come back and they're all posh. And it's the opposite, I guess. You go to Australia. Yeah, now I sound back. I sound a lot more Essexy, and I didn't live there for any spell of time. But um, Gloucestershire people like either sound quite posh or they sound like proper farmer, like that. <laughs> like all yes. my ex boyfriends sound like that. <laughs> all, all my little friends from primary school should be like that. Like all, all of them, and you have to take them seriously. I'm going to meet you in the graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> I'll meet you in the graveyard. I'll I'll go down on you. You go down <laughs> on me. On the grave. <laughs> It's a full moon. You'll see what you're doing. <laughs> see, my dad did the opposite. When he moved here, he became more posh. And then when he goes back to London, he sounds more like, yeah, all right, how's it going? You yeah. know, like, right. whereas here, he's like, James, stop, em <laughs> stop embarrassing us. <laughs> <laughs> James, stop embarrassing please stop us. doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. James, it says all he can eat, but uh, it says yeah. a <laughs> asterisk. I'm community notice I'm sorry, board. I'm sorry we interrupted um, your story about football. No, Drew said it was a snoozer, so I'm going, no, I, was, well, I want you to feel him shit. after no, the it show. No, it was really I shit. I was hoping it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't believe you've talked about football and not mentioned that the Cheltenham football team is called Robins. Oh, oh, I didn't even see that. I know that they're... I thought you were going to tease me about that. No. no I know that well, they're in... What were you teased? Oh, you didn't grow up there. Like, yeah, sorry, no, you didn't. You weren't born there, sorry. So, no, like, I, was, I was born in Cheltenham. Right. Yeah, so then yeah. your parents were like, Robin, they didn't put that together? I don't think anyone really thought about it. But yeah, they're I not got, a huge team. I mainly got. Oh, I got. But they're a huge team in Cheltenham. Like they I'm, are a huge team in Cheltenham. Like, I'm feeling like, you know, be calling your kid... Cheese. I know? did. <laughs> I did once get something very vicious said to me. Um, it you know, it was prepare yourself. Uh -uh. I was defending on the girls' football team, which, as Apple mentioned, we were really shit. Mm. Um, and this girl from the other team who was like two years older than us, we just kept getting matched with the wrong age group. Uh -huh. And she was amazing at football. And she came over and she went, I heard your name is Robin. And I was like, oh yeah. And she went, 
you know, the Cheltenham Robins? And I was like, oh, yeah. And she went, then why are you so shit at football? Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. brutal. I was like, it doesn't, Not a bad bit, it doesn't transfer. It doesn't transfer. Why would it transfer? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was really shit. She was right. Yeah. I was really good at rugby, though. I was the hooker. Oh, so was Drew. That's what I played, yeah. yeah. Just a little nippy. Just yeah, yeah, the outside. Yeah. It's the best bit. That's it. Stick, that's a, you and Richard Hammond got uh, stuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Um, I also feel like if she's playing you and she's two years older, she can't be like, you're shit at football. <laughs> yeah. like, you're two years older than me. And I was tiny. Yeah. yeah. I'm tiny yeah. now. At what an age when like six months can like totally. spell the difference between complete domination, you know. <laughs> but... um. Let's get back to Jeff. Like I know he's got a hat trick, James, but let's bring it. What's he doing? I can't believe you guys aren't more enthusiastic that England won the World Cup <laughs> in 1966, Tim. <laughs> it's coming home. It's coming oh, home. Oh my god! Well, one of the one of the one of the lines from uh, this game made it into like a lot of English pop songs and consciousness. Uh, so basically, like Jeff has scored maybe the world's most. Uh, World Cup's most famous like ghost goal where mm. the ball didn't bounce over the <laughs> line. in the cemetery. The ball didn't... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff has got his dick up <laughs> in a cemetery. But the ball didn't bounce over the goal line. But uh, like a, a guy from Azerbaijan was a linesman. He gave the goal and Germans were very mad about it. But like, so, like this guy was so beloved by English people for giving that goal that put England ahead that uh, he became known as... This was when Azerbaijan was just like considered part of Russia and English people, you know, didn't hated. didn't no, just didn't Before care they about, respected Azerbaijan. No, I was gonna say they didn't care about like the, no one was talking about like get racism out of football. So right. they just called him the Russian guy, you know, right. even right. though he's Azerbaijani. But like when that guy like um after he did that, he became famous in his home of Azerbaijan, so much so that they put a statue up of him that English people sometimes go to a pilgrimage of and lay down flowers <laughs> because God. He helped England win the World Cup. And so Jeff Hurst puts them 3-2 up. It's extra time. Time's kicking down. He's got the ball again. He's outside the area. He's like, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick this ball as hard as possible. I'm going to kick it all the way over the bar, like into the stands. That way people have to chase the ball. They have to bring it back down onto the Mm -hmm, field. mm -hmm. It wastes a lot of time. By the time they get back, it's going to be closer to the end of the game. England are going to win the World Cup. What he does is he takes this hard shot, but it hits a divot in the ground and goes in the goal. So he scores the <laughs> third goal. So, like, he's scored three goals, two of them barely legitimate. But this is, like, one of the most famous, like, English pieces of, like, football pop culture where, like, the BBC commentator Kenneth Wilsonholm uh, has his immortalized phrase, they think it's all over, it is now, which is a big, like, British commentary thing. It's made it into multiple pop songs. There was a show, a sports trivia quiz on BBC called They Think It's All Over. So, yeah, right. that was Jeff Hurst. Right. He contributed to a piece of the lexicon in English sporting terms. And he was, so we went back to, yeah, <laughs> we got there. I like the Azerbaijani guy. I mean, I if people yeah. turn that off so during this part, <laughs> yeah, man, maybe I won't be on the next episode. <laughs> and we're back after that edit. Uh, <laughs> edit point. <laughs> <laughs> You thought yeah. it was over. So we've got to do now. 20 more yeah. minutes now. <laughs> I do like the Adesorajani guy stuffed up and then they just build well, a shrine. Well, he didn't yeah. right? necessarily like, cool. stuff he up. He saw like, what he saw. So, well, so, the ref- so the referee wasn't watching and he's like, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. And like he goes over and like he doesn't, neither of them speak English. So they have like a broken English conversation being like, man, eh? And he thought he saw it. So it's like that... That was what he went with. Oh. And, like, even I think now they've <laughs> colored. sounded like two super Hubits. Yeah. Because <laughs> the game was, um, I think it was the last World Cup final to be broadcast in black and white television before colorization came in on television. And since they've, like, colorized the game uh, and, like, given it, like, an upscale, and it's pretty clear that the ball never crosses the line. England right. should never have had the goal. Damn. But even, like, German people, that has entered their lexicon as well because they call it a Wembley tour, which means Wembley goal in German, which means, like, a bullshit goal. Right. Oh, all right. Okay. There we go. Jeff Hurst. You know, and now he lives Robin? in Cheltenham. Cheltenham Spa, which is the name of the town, is, I think it's twinned. Oh, I might be wrong about this. It's definitely twinned with Montpellier in France. 
But I went on a German exchange because spa is like, it's a spa town. People come all over to drink the water. It, it tastes really horrible, but it's full of minerals. And it's twinned with somewhere in Germany called Bad Kreuznack, I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I did a German uh, exchange there. Yeah. Do. I don't know. Do not no, fact check that. Don't, know, don't look it up. Yeah. We're going with that. I, we did, it, I did a German like exchange there and they were like, bad and so I just thought they were saying bad the whole time because <laughs> <laughs> I was really bad at German and they made me watch Johnny English every single night <laughs> <laughs> it's you <laughs> like the first girl. two nights you're like oh they just really like this film by the third night you're like they think I like this film by the fourth night you're like this is my life now yeah. <laughs> this is torture <laughs> It was two weeks and it was every single night. Oh, and they literally, yeah. like, they were yelling, Yoni English? <laughs> were, they, they would, were they laughing They every would time? slap their thighs with laughter at the parts that I didn't think were funny. And it was such a mismatch of the culture. It's so weird. Imagine getting a Kazizaki guy and just putting on Borat or something. <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, it's yeah, you. Yeah, it was <laughs> unbelievable. I'm so glad they didn't know I was Jewish. And they would No, I don't uh, think Borat couldn't have been out yet because I was little. Um, but, yeah, that was my link to Germany because I don't know anything about football. <laughs> um, All right, we've two, got two final, final questions. questions yes, Robin. we do. Robin, if someone says I'm coming to Cheltenham or Gloucestershire as a whole and they want to spend one day there and they need something to do morning, afternoon and night, what do you tell them to do? Go to Bristol. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cheltenham. I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. It's a very beautiful place. I'm just very glad I don't live there anymore. Um, Cheltenham, if the art gallery slash museum is still open, go because it's absolutely pissing hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's free. It's just full of like random shit from around Cheltenham. <laughs> like they're literally like, we've got a library. Like just it's so Ken's funny. Yeah, no, it? it's dancing. Dancing Ken's in the in the museum. Um, they've got like they've got a weird <laughs> section dedicated to the Arctic. Even okay. though it is the museum of Cheltenham, right? Very temperate town, Cheltenham. <laughs> Barely snows. <Yeah. laughs> um, they've got like just a section dedicated to the Arctic. It's really really funny. Um, definitely go to see that museum. Go to Two Pigs and get wankered and see if they'll still give you a panda pop um, yes. with vodka in it. Even though technically it's been discontinued, I bet you they still have some really dusty ones. <laughs> two Pig is a bar, not a brothel. Two Pigs is a bar. You sound like you said. I two, don't two, think two, two Pig get wanked off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> get wankered. I'm so sorry. That must be why no one understands me on stage. <laughs> and I say that woman was wankered and it never gets a laugh. And then I say like she was twatted, like she'd been having all the roses and then they laugh and I'm like, right, okay. <laughs> all right, wank okay. All right. No, sorry, it's just it's a difference in language. Um yeah, go to two pigs and get really, really drunk. Mm-hmm. And go drunk. Do have some goon bags? Um no, we don't have goon bags. Um you can just drink outside. Um where else would you go in Cheltenham? What was the place that Oh, go to was? Gloucester. Oh, well, uh, yeah, you go to Dancing Ken's house. You could go to Gloucester and go to the docks. They're pretty cool because mm-hmm. they're like really old, which mm. is fun mm-hmm. for Australians. If you if this is an Australian person, I say they like old things. Um, and you can like get big sacks of like grain and you can like do it until you like lift off at the Gloucester oh, docks, which is fun. Oh, at the docks is in like the docks. There's docks. Yeah, yeah there's docks. Okay. I there's didn't realize it was on the water. Yeah, sort. there's water in Gloucester. Um, Cheltenham, not so much from what I remember. You should go to Pitville Pump Room and drink the water just so you can be like, I drank the water from Pitville Pump Room. And my sister actually got married at Pitville Pump Room and she got divorced just a few, <laughs> a few miles away. <laughs> Sorry, Her husband danced too much. <laughs> he didn't dance enough. And you've got to go cheese rolling, right? You've got to go witness that on that. I mean, you'd be lucky to get it. If you are, if you are about there, there is like a seven bore, which we haven't discussed, which is weird for me to bring up because it will be loads of words that you guys don't know. Okay, the Let's river the river seven, mm-hmm. which is barely a river in some bits, like it's a little stream and people are like, look, the river seven. And it's like really not a river. It has something called a bore, B-O-R-E. And sometimes people surf on it, which you guys would piss yourselves laughing at because it is barely a ripple. Right. Right. But it's just a natural water phenomenon. So you can go and see that just to watch how many English people are like, my God, right. <laughs> look at it, it's rippling. Yeah, yeah. And like, we love it. We stand on bridges and we look over it. And that's why I love your beaches. <laughs> I've, I've, I saw something similar in Germany in a park where it was coming to, and there were people on the bridge and people just surfing and it looked like a wave machine. But these guys would get in and like surf for ages and were like massive crowds. No, it's just a natural phenomenon. Yeah, it was just like, like someone mad. down the other end with a big no, thing no, pushing no, no, the water. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I've like swam in water in Cheltenham and Gloucester and like I've swam in water that you wouldn't even, you'd be like, that is a large puddle. <laughs> and we were like, oh, what a beautiful lake. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the height of summer and it'll uh, be like nine degrees and slightly drizzling. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that leads yeah. me to yeah. my last question, which I think we now already know the answer. <laughs> yeah. But when all is said and done, when you've achieved everything you wanted to in your comedy career, would you settle down back in Gloucestershire? <laughs> oh, shaking her head. Yes, for the yeah. listeners, she's making a disgusted face. No, no, I would not. But it's not Gloucestershire's fault. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have okay. distress. Like it's not. It's it's a lovely place, and people visit it and they really like it, and then they tell me that they really like it, mm. and I'm like, that is so nice for you. You couldn't pay me <laughs> to go back there you're, and you're do like a it. welcome home tour mm, where they yeah. try to pass me off as one their own. I'd be like, you all bullied me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> England's so much smaller than you guys think. Like when I was younger, I was like, Bath is another land like i could never now i live in australia and i like yeah. phone people on whatsapp in manchester which is just fucking mental also manchester is really nice well, also london if you're a millionaire but if you're poor in london it's shit well that's the thing about like australia is like you go oh that town's only an hour and a half away that's next door but in london there's like well now i'm like you guys mm. and i'm like oh yeah right like it's great you can go to indonesia on a six-hour flight mm. and my friends are like on a six-hour flight i would be in a completely like you know <laughs> six hours Azerbaijan. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like they can't go over it anyway. all right oh, okay Robin, thank you thank you so much on. do you have anything up. that you want to plug Yep. I've just finished Perfect my show. Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> I've just finished my first solo show. I'm definitely going to apply for Sydney Comedy Festival, though. All right. So. Same shows, Mermaid? Yeah, well, I've only done it, like, once after not having done comedy for five months. Yes. <laughs> so definitely same show, and it will be a lot better. And um, I guess people can follow me. Yeah, I've watched your socials and everything. Yeah. It is my full name, um, because I did not know that people were making, like, cool, sexy usernames. So it is just Robin underscore Reynolds underscore. Great. That's great. Check oh, it out. Check it out. And if you guys like bad comedy, I host a show <laughs> every week on Sunday called Everly Comedy it's with Ben Coshin. It's the best room in Sydney. And also, the last three shows have all featured people who've come up to me and said that they listen to the podcast. Yeah. And they've all been awesome people. And the shows have all been pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, they've all been great, actually. Uh, so please keep coming down to that because that seems to be our only advertising tactic that works at the moment. <laughs> I do really want to say thank you for having me. This is of like, course. I can't even count, probably my third podcast ever. And I didn't manage to say anything totally awful, I don't think. But <laughs> I, I think you say. Just leave it for I Alex. Just, <laughs> yeah, I literally forgot about New Bit Comedy. Oh, oh yeah, which, yeah, isn't, yeah. which isn't mine, but I should plug it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 it's a great room. Great room. Yeah. Is it back? It's coming back. It's coming back on the 1st of December. Bar. That's at 1989. 1989 bar. arcade bar, new bit comedy. Mm-hmm. What night of the week? You know, Wednesday. Wednesday, great. Very good room. But also, Everly is the comedy store of the inner west. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's laugh out of lockdown fest this week at Everly Comedy. <laughs> 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 I think that's the title we've gone with. And also, we are all on. We are on socials, uh, community notes board, in various different things: Instagram, Twitter, and the other one, Facebook. And we all have our own yeah, individual ones out. as well. YouTube. I'm Jamie Kirk Comedy on Instagram. If you want to check me out, and Drew Bensley, I believe, on Instagram. That's all I use these days. Yeah, um, I think mine's Whitebait Online, Insta and Twitter. Follow us. But Follow us all. Make our dreams come please. true. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. like and subscribe. Tell your mates about this pod and um, especially the guy brought like 17 mates to your show. Or to I didn't say 17. I said four. Well, but <laughs> that's four listeners. But that was a sold out Everly crowd and they were great. All right. Anyway, that's right. another week of Thanks, everybody. Well, <laughs> longest rambling out yeah, there. Yeah,